to Almost Daily Discourse with your perfectly adequate hosts, Tony P., Charles, Mike, and here with today's topic is Phil. What's up, motherfuckers? It's me, your boy, Philip D. Keating. <laughs> uh, coming back at you with Almost Daily Discourse uh, with Tony P. and Charlie McFall. We're down one tonight, but... Uh, it's all right, you know. He's boiling ice cubes to make fresh water to feed He's his family. He's a bitch, bitch. Um, so what I wanted to talk to uh, you two about and everybody out yeah, there gotta, is you go, before you get your time, I do have one question though. How does not having water affect your internet or your professionalism? Just, just hey, you know what? There. If he doesn't have crisp, clean water next to him at all times, he cannot go on stage. I mean. <laughs> Tony's got the water ready. Uh, this is not water, but there you go. Um, so I wanted to talk to you guys about <sighs> who has influenced you um, through your life. If it's comedy or digital media or music or public speaking, who who are some of these people that you've looked up to in in either your hobbies or, or your professions that you want to maybe not imitate but take some of the elements of what they are and and work it into your own life um for me you know i i have a lot of comedic uh influences from andy kaufman from being you know anti-comedy and trying to be awkwardly strange to make people feel awkward uh, i love it i love doing it especially in public uh, because like the world is my audience and I'm never going to see them again. So I don't care. Um, or to Robin Williams, right? Uh, Robin Williams was such a huge influence on me because he kind of, he was kind of all over the place, right? He was a crazy person to a dramatic actor, to a voice actor, to a director, right? So he had all these different outlets that he was, that he was going. And uh, you know, those are just two of mine right off the bat. So I was just wondering, uh, what about you, Tony? Do you have different uh, people that have influenced you throughout your life? Yeah, man. You know, I um, ever since I was young, I, I was always a fan of the like the late night talk shows. Uh, started with Carson. I remember sitting in an airport in California watching Johnny Carson on a a uh, TV vending machine. So yeah, let's show some age there. It was where you sat down, you put it was like a coin-operated TV where you got, I don't know, 15 minutes or something. And I remember being stuck in an airport and was like, well, if I'm up, I want to watch Johnny Carson. Uh, and so that turned to Letterman. Uh, Letterman was a big, big student of Carson, if you will, as as I think everyone was, quite frankly. But but Letterman, I always liked the most. Um and yeah, so I mean, I have a few, but starting off, it's it's Carson and Letterman with just, you know, and it's funny because I host things now when I, I looking back at it, I'm like, holy crap, I really did always like them. Um, but just the way they they, you know, usually have fun with their audiences. Um, they're always a little bit silly. Uh, Letterman was always silly, which I'm I'm a fan of. Um, they have good conversations with their guests. And even now to this day, Letterman, I think, is still a great interviewer doing his um, his show on Netflix. Letterman, so. it, Letterman uh, well, first off, those are f two like, fucking great picks because Carson really 
took a format that was already happening and uh, revolutionized it into what it is today. Right. He was on for, I don't know, I think 60, 68 years he ran for, um, but he really like set the, the, the precedence of what talk show and late night television is now. And everybody who's doing it now is just trying to really mimic what Carson started and, and changed. Um, Letterman's great. Um, he's not my favorite night, uh, late night host, uh, but Dave, Dave did Dave. Dave did not give a fuck, right? He'll uh, wearing a suit with, with sneakers is a letterman move, right? You know, to have Converse on in a nice three-piece suit is a letterman thing. It's just um he was always going to do his own thing and you were right, you know, kind of having fun with the crowd but also, you know, mocking people in the crowd a little bit, you know. So th- I, uh, I I actually got to see Letterman. I was in New York with uh with a good friend of mine a few years ago and it just randomly you know, you walk by and they're like, hey, do you want to come to tonight's show? It's always free tickets, but it's just a matter of timing it right. And we were like, yeah, sure. Um, and it was an amazing show. And and one, there's a ton of stories from it. But one thing is he warms up his own audience. A lot of shows have comedians that come out and do the warm ups and stuff. He does it himself. That's like and, Ferguson, yeah. That's yeah, what Conan out, was doing, too. Talks to people, hangs out, and then pulls bits like by interviewing the crowd, he'll pull bits that he uses in the show that are in jokes. Like the TV audience doesn't get it, but it makes the audience, the, the in-studio audience laugh. And so yeah. it's a hit. Yeah. When, when Conan fell off the air and did his tour, he would go out and warm up the crowd and then go back and get ready for his stage show. And everyone's like, what are you doing, dude? You can't do the warm up act and the act. You're going to kill yourselves. We're on we're on night three of this fifty night <laughs> tour. Now those are strong strong picks. What about you, Charles? Is uh, anybody really come to mind right off the bat? Yeah, I don't know that I'll surprise anybody, but uh, Henry Rollins and uh, Kevin Smith and and I, while I liked you know, Henry Rollins' music and it, it did speak to me in certain angry states of mind. Right. Uh, uh, I actually saw him and met him. I got to see him live uh, when he's doing his spoken word tour. And I did not know he even did that until somehow I, I, man, God, I bought like a CD player or something special back in the 90s. And some special disc came with it, some little bonus disc. And it had Henry Rollins on it. I was like, what is, what is this? And it was a part of his spoken word tour at that time. And like, what is this? Before podcasting everything else. Um, but when he comes on stage, it's the same intensity as when he's doing the music, right? He's wraps the microphone around his hand, the cable, and he does cable. He will not do wireless, all cable, and go. No warm up, no pre show, no nothing. Just here comes this four foot nothing little dude, which you'd think he'd be way bigger. Oh, really? He's a. I oh, didn't God, know that. Funny. Kevin have to find Henry Rollins is a little dude. <laughs> I got pictures with him where he like comes up to my chest and he's choking me. Well, um, that's I mean, like, come on. Yeah, no, you're kind of a tall dude, dude, though. So. That's true. I he's, am, but I mean, he's still. See, I, I just googled it. Uh, me and Henry Rollins are the same height at five foot nine. So four foot nothing, dude. Got it. Uh, it's it's nice to have Swan at six foot and you at four foot nothing. So it's sure. what it is. Uh, bits, man. I got a feeling for the bits. You know, Mike's not here. We're having a real show and a real discussion. I don't know. Uh, but no, Henry Rollins. He, he wraps 
his, his the cable around his hand, and he just starts telling the story. And two and a half hours later, the story's gone all over the map, and you're just riveted. And he comes back and he ties it together at the end, and it's this beautiful circle. And I went, and that, I mean, I knew as a storyteller at that time, and I was already into podcasting at that time when I finally got to hear him live. Uh, and I was like, no, that, that's it. That's it. That's how I tell my stories now. Now I know my path forward is, is I'd ramble because, and I never could, but now I know. How to th- and if you ever go listen to, which I'm going to show some love to later, if you ever listen to the show, Rock Got a Podcasting, that I did about 50 episodes of, that's exactly what that does is I get a question and I just go and bring it right back around at the end. And of course, Kevin Smith, who just gets up with no apparent plan whatsoever when he does his stage show and just, yeah. Oh, you got a question? Okay. Oh, cool. Boom. Two hour story. And yeah. the, the people at the microphones just sit down in the aisle and wait. And and I love that. It's the entertainment. It's the education. It's it's what I try to aspire to anytime I actually step up and speak. The first person that asks a question in a Kevin Smith show, they're golden. Mm-hmm. And then, like, person two, they're like, so we're just going to go home? That's it? We're getting one question in? Yeah. And person three is like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Do you uh, Have you read a lot of David Sedaris, Charles? The name's familiar. I I can't. I'll say no. I don't think I've read a lot of. Davis okay. Um. I I would maybe either find some audiobooks or some uh, or some paper if if you still read that way. Because uh, that's the the way that you were talking about the writing style of of Henry Rollins is kind of like David Sedaris's writing style, where it's it's a little bit all over the place, but through this wacky twisting chord. Uh, it somehow gets back to the beginning to like tie everything up perfectly. Cool. So I'm going to jump to chat real quick. Kilted pipe guy said, uh, Billy Connolly did that. He could do a different show every night with no notes, apparently. So my first thought was who's a big fan of Billy Connolly. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe, pipe guy. <laughs> maybe the Irish guy. Yeah. Um, oh, he's Scottish. Dang it, I do it every time. I had a 50, 50- I'm sorry. Kilted. That wasn't intentional. I had a 50, 50 shot. And I was like, I just got to go with one. Uh, Scottish, excuse Welsh. me. Um, but yeah, you know, funny enough, th- this isn't someone I looked up to, but uh, sometimes you get surprised with people and you should uh, take their influence, you know, like, oh man, that was cool. Uh, and Kilted mentioned Billy Connolly. Sylvester McCoy tells an amazing story. Sylvester McCoy was uh, one of the doctors from Doctor Who, don't ask me which. Uh, but he plays this. Yeah, you can only get it wrong. Yeah, you can only get it wrong. That's the problem. If I got it right, I'm the king. If I got it wrong, it's my brand. Oh, fuck you guys. Tigress says it is the seventh. Tigress and chat is a legend. Right there. Um, oh, all right. Mike's gone. We're just, yeah, we can. (laughs) That's right. We can say the C word now. Um, but he told an amazing story and he's, he's an older gentleman. He honestly, at this point, when I saw him, had a hard time standing. He was in a wheelchair, um, but would get up for a little bit, would get up when he could and just had the most amazing, entertaining energy to his story. You don't have to know who Sylvester McCoy is. He's just a fun person to listen to. And then he plays the spoons to top it off. So nice. Steve Martin in chat is, is what Jen Chill said. And that's that's a great one because Steve Martin, you know, could just... Uh, knock you out quickly with his comedy and his wit but then also pick up a banjo and play you a song that would blow your mind away you know and he's one of those rare 
guys that's just like oh yeah i can do this really really well uh you want to see what i do as a hobby you know not for money watch me play the banjo and then that kind of exploded on the second half of his career which is insane yeah um i'm i'm not a big steve martin fan but i know how important he is and the meaning that he has in the world of not only comedy but now music um you know to see him and hear him play bluegrass is it's it's wild it really is because it seems to come more natural and easy to him to play music than comedy does and so if you're a fan of his comedy like try to put that into uh, a mindset where it's like well he's fucking flawless at comedy you mean he's even better at, at playing a banjo i don't believe it but it's true I'm kind of the same way with your boy, Robin Williams. I was never a huge, huge Robin Williams fan. Um, When I was younger, when he was really in his heyday, I just thought, believe it or not, never thought I'd say this, but he was too silly for me. I was like, oh, he's just too silly. That's just not for me. Um, But then once I got to hear more from him talking about stuff and kind of getting to know him, I liked him a lot better. But I didn't love a lot of his super silly uh, projects, but he's still amazing. And and that, you know, was his fucking curse and his demon. It was that he could never turn it off. Oh, yeah. You You know, like some behind the scenes of some movies and stuff. And it's just break after break where he's making the crew laugh and stuff. And he just goes on. I'm thinking he's got to be a little bit of a nightmare to work with sometimes with like shooting a movie <laughs> and stuff because of that, because it's hilarious, and, but you can't use it, you know? Uh, and then you get, there's one that really stuck with me. His 1978 appearance at the Roxy in New York. Uh, he does this great set, but at the end he gets a little serious. Let me tell you, if you think he's silly, when he's serious, it like drives the, the, the point home so hard. And it's like, man, yep. he has no balance. It's, He'll hit you no. no matter how he hits you. Well, you know? and that was wasn't wasn't he legitimately bipolar or something? Probably, I don't know. I am, jeez. Well, I know obviously he suffered from depression, but I mean, he had a lot of different issues um, that he tried to cope and use. Uh, Tigress in the chat says yes, bipolar um, and and depressive. You know, he he struggled with alcohol and drugs for a while. Um, to try to use that as self-medicating and as a crutch to mm-hmm. kind of get through being Robin Williams. And uh, God, you know, I, I read that that biography, Robin, that came out, I think it was last year or two years ago. And it's still, it's one of those deaths that I'm still not over because the dude meant so much to me that, yeah. you know, I can't really listen to his stand-up records anymore because you know it's it's still as raw as it was the day that we lost him um it's funny i i saw a lot of robin williams coming up on like the talk shows on the letterman's right and they would always ask hey robin how you doing i'd be like oh i'm interested to hear what he has to say hey oh hey guys hey what whoa yeah i'm like what the and i was younger and so i didn't really quite understand you know what was going on or the differences in people and their brains and stuff i was just like eh, he's too silly for me he's a little manic um, but again love a lot of his yeah. a lot of his stuff if you watch uh, loved it. the inside actor studio with him it's tough watch because it's just an hour of that you know you can tell that's and that's when i was in when i saw that i was into ems for a while i'd learned to see signs of disorders and mental behaviors and i'm like 
Oh yeah, he he's got somebody needs to help him. He's got some because he could not turn like you're saying. Like couldn't turn it off. He's well, I mean, it's a constant. it's a way it's a way to cope with you know either stress or or your co-host not being able to do the basic function of drinking out of a glass. I'm I'm Mike tonight. What can I say? Um, but you're right. Like once you get into these these little bit different movies that he does, like What Dreams May Come or The World According to Garp you know dead poet and and goodwill hunting like those those are the pillars of like serious robin williams and that's really where you get to see kind of who he really is behind the the mask yeah uh, um back to jen chill's point earlier uh dana carvey jen has a podcast called fantastic um and it's not refined it's good it is good and when he hits his stride in a moment it's it's pure dana carvey but you get to see kind of like the writer's room with his podcast because he's testing out bits and and it's very kind of scattered but i thought if she's if he's a big influence on her she might like that um but along those lines y'all talked about the seriousness of, of jim carrey uh i mean uh Robin Williams, jim carrey is one of mine i mean his comedy didn't really influence, i liked it it didn't influence me but when i saw him flip over do the serious acting and then even now he's gone through some shit right he said some crazy stuff but now when he talks about your know, manifestation and, and vibrate i'm like dude's got some good shit to say i like him i i, I he resonates with me and i really dig what jim carrey has to say and and yeah i mean jim carrey's humor i, I agree with kill the pie guy it might not have aged well i mean like uh, ace ventura i'll make sure my kids watch it because they crack up at a young age but it doesn't really carry through to as adults we wouldn't sit around watching it necessarily but i've literally had conversations with your ass because it was the only way that you would address me <laughs> well, it's fair because the first time i ever met phil where the whole world's his stage you'll never see him again was i got fucking french kissed by the goddamn midget italian so That's you true. know i was talking did you to say the ass. ninja italian midget oh midget yeah. italian I'm five I, foot nine. no i no idea what he said we need captions on this show uh you know jim Cow, i used to Love Jim Carrey on In Living Color. I remember he was nobody. Yeah. He was James. He was James, James Carrey. Carrey. Yep. And and I, who didn't do Fire Marshal Bill? Uh, 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 yeah. You know. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, kind of. So someone I was just listening to today uh, that I was a fan of their comedy for the longest time. He was never super huge uh, until recent. Well, he's not. He's still not super huge. He was never big until recent. But he was just a dude that I liked that I would see around and then he started a podcast and that's Mark Marin. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know why I've always been a fan. I think the more I look into it, I'm like, Oh, I think we're just kind of similar. We're both just, uh, uh, insane. And he just, I don't know. He just speaks my language. <laughs> and, and once I decided, uh, Oh, I'm going to try podcasting. I had to listen to that one. That's the, you know, that's like the OG that's one um, of the, the starting packs of podcasting. Yeah, you know, and it's good, and it's always good. And he had a conversation I just listened to today with um, someone whose name I forgot, uh, Jody Foster, who I also love, by the way. Uh, and it was great. It was just a great conversation. He he keeps it going, uh, just knows how to talk to people, pretty relaxed, pretty chill. And he's uh, funny in, in, uh, in real life, too. So I'm just stand up. Uh, yeah, man, Marin's Marin and I have had an up and down relationship since, uh, <laughs> the early aughts. Um, 
But you're right. I mean, the same thing with me. When I when I finally made uh, the jump into producing podcasts, I was listening to Marin for already five years. And uh, he does. He, he somehow gets people. And I guess it's, you know, you're not in a studio. You're literally in the dude's garage when he first started. You know, just they showing still, up. He still it's does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a now, of course, for COVID, they're doing Zoom. But even to this day, yeah, it's just you go to his real life house and it's, yeah, like know. people would roll up to Santa Monica and just like this this normal ass mom and dad neighborhood. Like the president went right? into Marking Marriott's <laughs> yeah, goddamn garage. Barack could come in. President Obama could come in. And, yeah. <laughs> But he does like you may not like him and his comedy, but he has a, a high standard on how to conduct an interview like people have just literally open up, you know, with Marin and, and talk about things that they weren't expecting to now that he has uh, like um He's got a, a, a thing that if you go on Marin, it's like, well, shit, what am I going to accidentally let slide when I'm on Marin? Because that's the thing is people just open up too much because it's such an easy, easy conversation in that room. Yeah. And I'll say uh, people I work with are, are highly influential on me and you guys. Like I've mentioned many times, I wish I wish I could be more aloof like Tony. And I've learned, right? Yeah, you know, I've told the stories of being at the cons and and like got it, got it, got it. And Tony's like, yeah, no, no, I don't care. I'm going back. Charles, to my I net. just saw an article today that I didn't read, but I thought about you. I don't know what I sent it to you. And it was basically the importance of uh, self rest. Like you have yeah. to rest. You yeah. know, your own person, your mind. You have to take a break. I think I was laying on the couch at the time, so I was like, I'm good. But <laughs> I know I read people. the headline. That's all I need. I'm taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah. I'm relaxed, but I know yeah. some people who could use this. I'm looking at you too, Phil. I'm looking at you yeah. too. Uh-huh. Sleepy Gene over there. But uh, uh I mean, Phil Phil's a workhorse, but it's it it's I don't know, it's hard to put in the words. I mean, connecting with each one of you separately and now together, it was it opens up a whole new world of reality of where you can go that you never would have thought of yourself. And and sometimes you work with people and there's a path and you stick with it for a while and you learn things and you part ways and i've learned stuff with everybody i've worked with but these guys i i I can never speak highly enough of them about there's some crazy ass conversations where i've just thrown something out it's like look this is my crazy thought i know it's crazy just let me say it get out of my brain and i go blah and either one of them or both of them like oh dude i get that yeah no hey what about this and add to it like wait no that that was supposed to be a throwaway comment because everybody else in my life has thrown it away and these guys will run with it and it's it's Real life people can be, I mean, well, yes, we see the people that we, we watch, like we've talked about tonight and, and all that, and, and they influence you to styles, but the people you work with are just as influential. And I've worked with some bad people and, and these are great people. Well, you're not, you're not wrong. Um, because when I finally started that friendship with Bill, I was like, that's, that's a level that I want to, to, I stride to be at the level of, of run, jump, stop. Right. He's got a very clean uh, well, uh, production value in, in the way that he runs his streams. Like I was watching a live stream over on his YouTube and he had, I don't know, 4,000 people in there. And it was just Bill. Yeah. It was just you fucking ever, Bill, man. You, so a lot of us in the community, and this is why I love it, is we support each other and we're so happy. Speaking of Bill, his YouTube just hit 10,000 subscribers. Oh, wow. 
right? Yeah. And so it's like, man, I'm so happy. I know that dude does the work. He's a good dude. That's so awesome. And I don't know about y'all, but then sometimes I'm like, man, fuck, fuck that, that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll tell him. I'll tell him in his face. Yeah, he he yeah. might. He might be here in chat. I don't know, but if if he wasn't, I'll clip this and send it to him. Because when you jump into a room, Phil, to your point, and there's four thousand people, you're like, oh my god, it's just, it, yeah, it's 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 just insane. It's it's awesome, uh, and I I too, Phil, am, am trying to get to that level. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is not uh, part of who he is, but uh, Charles, do you know that? Do you know that Bill's not bald? He shaves his head, right? Yeah. yeah, and uh, he hasn't been shaving it for a while, so he's got like, he's got hair now. It's just weird. That is. Weird. I, I was like, I was weird. like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I know my my life is a mess, but like, shave your head, dude. Come on. <laughs> well, that's like uh, when I really first saw Travis Jones uh, on screen or in real life. I don't remember which came first. Who? <laughs> <laughs> got him. He had the he had the the big beautiful beard, right? And then he went because he was on leave from the fire department for some kind of injury. Then when he went back, he shaved like, no, that's not you. That is not you at all. This this firefighter guy, that's the life you left. Go back to the bearded Travis Jones. And so I get what you're saying. I mean, if Tony ever shaves, I quit. Oh, it's like when I shave my head and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, every time you cut your hair. I mean, now you can probably use Erica, but you know, you shave. Yeah, your but face I mean, and, yeah. You shave your head. You put the swastika on your forehead. That's why it's a little much. It's a birthmark, dude. On, I've told dude. you this. It's a birthmark. Nazi Harry Potter over here. <laughs> now, when you met, excuse me, you missed uh, when you mentioned Bill. This came to mind. He was a high. He was an influence in all of us. <laughs> yeah, Jen. Jen Shell says some stuff out there, uh, but uh, he uh, uh, he was an influence in all of us. We're like, oh, we want to step up our game. We want to do this and that. But sometimes we go a little too far. And try to do things like, and that's where I've had to find that balance, right? Like Tom Merritt, Tom Merritt does a fantastic uh, daily tech news show and he runs this. I mean, I listen to it, not quite daily because I don't keep up with it daily, but I listen to it almost daily, uh, like a discourse even. And um, he just presents, and I was going, how are they not talking over each other? And like, oh, they do a lot of prep. They actually have notes. They have markers that go in. There's very little talk over. That's not the show I want to do. And that's where he influenced me going, oh, I like how he does it, but then that doesn't work for me. Merit is one of mine as well, um, uh, and for a different reason, uh, because Tom Merritt has kind of built his own empire on tech, yeah. and his level of professionality and, and um, his knowledge that he brings to every topic that is on his shows is mind blowing, right? Yeah. The man puts the work in a lot. The man literally like when you're doing a show about technology, it has to be daily because things are changing and happening every day. And the prep work, like I watched a daily tech news live um, when they were doing it at Nerdtacular and they went through their pre-show prep live on stage before they did their episode. And I was just like, Holy shit. Like this is some of the most well-oiled you know, machine I've ever seen. Yeah. So hopefully at some point, like <clears throat> I can have that level of, 
a professionalism and 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 kind of just have my ducks in a row so well that I could miss a show that I've created and it can still move on. You know, I could take a vacation and the show could still go on because uh, we've set up the the bones so well that it just it runs itself if you get the right people in there. I, I was, I, I'm not going to say too much about it, but I do have to give a shout out to Tom, who's uh, also a coach on America's Next Top Podcaster. So uh, all the contestants every week speak to him for a few minutes. He helps everyone out. Yeah, so, and that's the thing, right? Because like, there. that's another thing. Because like, he has a daily tech news show, which we've talked about, and then he's on the morning stream, and he's on. Not a t- next top podcaster and he does sword and laser and he does you know politics 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 every so often i mean i think that i work a lot but like there's i don't know if there's time in his schedule to even get four hours of sleep because he's doing so much um i was gonna go into musical influences as well but we don't have time i'll pick that up on another stream just make it a different topic. Yeah, yeah I will. This one, yeah. this one was a bit um, uh, open-ended, a bit vague in who our influences right. were. Dude, we can chop this up because in my head, I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Never mind, I'm not going to tell you what was in my head." <laughs> you'll see it on a, you'll see it on a future yeah. show. I do want to uh, throw out one more shout out, like Brian Abbott, man. I, I listened to him from day. W- not day one, but day one I got into podcasting. I, lo- I was into music from so the like, oh, day he was born. Day, <laughs> you know, Coverville and all that. Um, and some people become better personal influences because like his style of show was never my style. He's, he's very NPR and I'm very, you know, burn the world down. You know, a lot of times. TMZ. See, there you go. Yeah, no, that's fine. He's <laughs> NPR, TMZ. That's a good one. Um, it wasn't an insult. I was being serious. Yeah, I know. I got you. Uh, but, but becoming friends with him and, and us working together for many, many years is really, I think it's influenced him too, but it's, those personal influences that you're like, well, I don't really have anything that I can say that he did professionally that I like, but, but talking to each other, you know, what is it with the sayings, iron sharpens iron, just having that, that clash of wills, but at the same time, the friendship, those kind of things really shape people as well. And I like the name drop. So I know Brian Ibbett. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> shit. I mean, Coverville's been yeah. going on for, I mean, I think they're in their 1,300 yeah. or something that, episodes yeah, or some right, shit. 1,300 neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> And like it's like a lot of these shows are are you know weekly, and some some weeks he puts out two episodes. Thirteen four six was his episode that came out on uh, last Thursday. So thirteen four six, I was I was close enough. I love I love it, man, and he's really easy to talk to. Yep. And you know I've reached out to him a couple times and talked to him when I just had questions. He's like, oh yeah, man, here here's how I do it. Um, it may not work you for you. Just- you can just call them and get answers, unlike some other people we know. I'm just saying. I don't know. I had a 20 minute conversation with Tony last night. So. Oh, I was. Good. Hey man, I got like a, a minute. I got a minute because I'm hitting the mountain. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the kicker is I'm never anywhere close to the mountain, but I can always it's use sad. the mountain as an excuse. You can always use the mountain. I love that because man. I love fucking with you. You know what else yeah. I love? What's up, uh, Bill? I love it's squids. <laughs> Uh, it's squids is a streamer on, on, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash I T S S Q U I D Z Z. Uh, squids came into my chat on Monday while we were playing little nightmares and, uh, he had a, a, a great conversation and, and great, uh, you know, 
time in the chat. So I went over to his channel when he started to stream and uh, he's, he's just like one of us, you know, just a, a, an indie streamer trying to get their feet underneath him. Um, so I know he was playing doom eternal uh, oh, last time I checked today, you know, and he was, he's, he's a lot better at first person shooters than I am, but that's besides the point. So if you get a moment, Head on over to twitch.tv slash it's squids with a double Z at the end and show him some love. Coolio. Uh, getting the ticker. There we go. This has been almost Paley, Paley Todd, uh, the, the paleontologist <laughs> podcast. Jesus Christ. We're paleo free at this point. Uh, take two. This has been almost daily pod. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, and Twitch at almost daily pod. You, uh, who influenced you? Let us know by emailing the show at almost daily pod at gmail.com. You have a topic you want to send in same email address, support us and the show over at tiny.cc slash G S T U all uppercase for the store. Pick up some shirts before uh, Warner Brother tells us to take something else down. Who knows? Um, but I am Imaginary Nomad. You can follow me there on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram with one. Uh, Botch Podcast, Nook's Tavern, and Philip Scared Stupid. Just go to twitch.tv slash Imaginary Nomad, and my full schedule is in the info below. Thank you all for coming out for this almost daily discourse. We'll catch you tomorrow with a Charles set topic about movies. 